Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, my dear brothers and sisters. My name is Asavar Sajid, and welcome to the very first episode of the podcast called The Companions. Uh, I am so excited to bring this to you and diving deep into the companions of our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam. The reason for me doing this is because I feel right now we need to have a platform that understands the Prophet Muhammad wasallam's companions, who they were, how they converted to Islam, what battles they were involved in, what were their livelihood, what we can take away from their lives, and how we can better emulate them, and, and of course, our Nabi So I'm hoping this can be a conversation we have of the beautiful companions of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, and, and those who don't understand Arabic, Sallallahu Alaihi means peace and blessings be upon him. So every time, anytime I say that, the meaning behind that means peace and blessings be upon him. So inshallah, I'm hoping that, I'm praying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gains our understanding and knowledge and he obtains goodness and gives us reward for our acts. Please, if you have any questions as we go forward with this podcast, please feel reach out to me. My email is sajid.asavar at gmail.com. I'll put the information in the show notes. So my, my goal is, like I mentioned, every week, inshallah, I want to talk about a different companion, you know, their background, what, what they did, how, what, what they learned and what we can learn from their, from their background. And inshallah from there, Anyone with any questions, like I said, feel free to reach out to me and we I will be happy to answer any questions or do a Q&A. So for the very first episode, I, I decided to start with a companion and I'm very excited, very, very excited to talk about this brother, uh, Abu Ubaidah bin Al-Jara. May Allah have mercy and peace and blessings be upon him. When I speak on the companions, I will say their names followed by rahmatullahi wa barakatuh which means may Allah have mercy on them so let's let's hop right in inshallah abu ubaidah was described as the amin or custodian of the prophet muhammad sallallahu in his community his full name was actually Am- Am- amir ibn abdullah ibn al-jara but he was known as for his nickname as abu ubaidah one of the companions of the prophet said there are three people in the tribe of Quraysh who were not only prominent, but had the best character and were the most modest. If they spoke to you, they would not deceive you, and they would. And if you spoke to them, they would not accuse you of lying. So there were three people, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, Uthman Afwan, and Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jafar. So what was his physical appearance like? Well, he was very striking. Imagine being slim and tall. His face was bright and sparse beard. It was very pleasing to look at him and refreshing to meet him. He was extremely courteous and humble and quite shy. In in tough situations, he would come serious and alert, resembling the flashing blade of a sword in his severity and sharpness. One of the things about Abu Ubaidah is he was one of the very first people to accept Islam. He became a Muslim one day after Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr took him to the Prophet Muhammad and together they declared their acceptance of the truth. They were thus the first pillars of the great edifice of Islam being built. 
He lived through the harsh experience from beginning to end. He endured the results in violence, pain, and sorrow for that experience. But that didn't stop him from believing in Islam. He remained, remained firm and constant in his belief. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophet, one of the harrowing experiences he was faced was during the Battle of Badr. During the Battle of Badr, Ubaidah fought with the, against many enemies. The Gresh cavalry were extremely worried of him and avoided coming face to face with them. One man kept running in front wherever Abu Ubaidah returned, and Abu Ubaidah tried his best to keep out of his way and avoid any encounter with him. This man plunged into the attack, and Abu Ubaidah tried desperately to, to avoid him. The man succeeded in blocking Abu Ubaidah, but instead stood as a barrier between him and the Quraysh. What Abu Ubaidah did, he struck one blow to the man's head. The man fell to the ground and died instantly. So this is going to be a trend. So obviously you can read from that that Abu Ubaidah was very was firm in what he was doing. He was very um, firm and honest as a person. But there also was one person in his life that he had to come face to face with in the battle. And that was his father, Abdullah ibn Abdul Jada, the father of Ubaidah. He did not want to kill his father, but it was clear he did not want to kill his father. Only the polytheism in the person of his father. There is a verse in the Quran that explains to him the conviction and strength of faith in God. So going to his, who was he as a person? So as I mentioned, Abu Ubaidah was not only trustworthy, but he displayed a great deal of strength in the discharge of his trust. One occasion was the Prophet Muhammad wasallam dispatching a group of his sahaba to meet a Quraysh caravan. He appointed Abu Ubaidah as Amir, the leader of the group, and gave them a bag of dates and nothing else as provisions. Abu Ubaidah gave each man under his command only one date every day. He would eat the date and drink some water and would suffice to him for the whole day. So you can see, think about us. We cannot live without food. I mean, obviously during Ramadan, that's different. But imagine us as people. We think... We can't go a few hours without food. And look at this, alhamdulillah. Abu Ubaidah, being the leader of his group, still was able to give dates and provisions to other people because he knew that even with that, that would be enough for each of them. So look at his leadership. Look at his ethics and morals at the time. The water and the drink and the water and the dates would suffice for him for the whole day, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So as I was mentioning, he was one of the very... A uh, few men who protected Islam, and of course, protecting Prophet Muhammad An occasion took place during the Battle of Uhud. Uh, during the time of the attacks against from from the enemies, uh, there was a point in time where the Muslims had to circle the Prophet Muhammad and protect him. This was at the time when the Prophet's teeth were broken, his forehead was bashed, and two discs from the shield had penetrated into his cheeks. Abu Bakr went forward with the intention of extracting those discs, but Abu Ubaidah said, please, leave that to me. He was afraid he would cause the Prophet pain if he took the discs out with his hand. So what did Ubaidah do? He bit hard on one of the discs and extracted, but one of the incisor teeth fell to the ground in process. He was able to extract the other disc, but lost that tooth. Abu Bakr remarked and said, Abu Ubaidah is the best of men at breaking incisor teeth. So Abu Ubaidah obviously continued to be fully involved 
at a lot of events during and after the prophet's lifetime. The, uh, the companions gathered to choose a successor of the place of after the Prophet Muhammad had passed. This was called the place of uh, Banu Sada. The day is known as the history on the day of uh, Sakifa. On this day, Umar bin al-Qadab said to Abu Ubaidah, Stretch forth your hand and I will swear allegiance to you. For I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, Every Ummah has a custodian, or an Amin, and you are the Amin of this Ummah. He did not... So Abu Ubaidah, with, with what Abu Bakr said, took this and said... And he instead gave his allegiance to Abu Bakr. He continued to be a close advisor to Abu Bakr and a strong supporter of truth and goodness. So he was an advisor and gave his obedience up until his death. Uh, unfortunately, what happened was is that there was a plague that hit Syria, which devastated the population. So Omar dispatched a member to Abu Ubaidah with a letter saying, I'm urgent need of you. If my letter reaches you at night, I strongly urge you to leave before dawn. If this letter reaches you during the day, I strongly urge you to leave the evening and hasten to, hasten to me. So he wrote to Umar back and said, I know where you are in need of me, but in the army of the Muslims, I have no desire to save myself from what is afflicting them. I do not want to separate from them until God wills. So this is the letter. So when this letter reaches you, release from your campaign and from, permit me to stay on. Now, when Omar bin Khattab read this letter, it filled his eyes with tears, and he had asked, Has Abu Ubaidah died or Amir al-Mukminin? Omar's intentions, he was not wrong. Abu Ubaidah was afflicted with the plague. As death hung over him, he spoke to his army and said, Let me give you some advice which will cause you to be on the path of goodness always. Establish prayer, fast of the month of Ramadan, give sadqa, perform the hajj, and Umrah. Remain united and support one another. Be sincere to your commanders and do not conceal anything from them. Do not let the world destroy you, for even if man were to live a thousand years, he would still end up with the state that you see me in. Subhanallah. What can we take from here? Imagine us as Muslims. Subhanallah, we live every day. We think about Abu Ubaidah, but we think about even him knowing what he's going to be afflicted with, still giving his goodness and for what we should do in this dunya. You know how they say to balance between dunya and akira? Look at what he said. Establish prayer, fast during the month of Ramadan, give sadqa, perform hajj, remain united and support one another as Muslims. SubhanAllah, this is how we should be in our everyday lives, brothers and sisters. Think about what we do every day. Think about the involvement we have. Think about the contributions we make in societies. But we should always have the fashion of doing goodness, always giving good deeds, doing good deeds, performing good deeds. This should be, think of it as a bank account. When we deposit our money into our bank account, we want it to keep it safe. It's the same thing with our deeds, brothers and sisters. We think about the deeds that we do every day, whether it's even a smile, giving charity, reading the Quran, performing our voluntary prayers, performing, in volu performing our farth prayers, making sure we do good around us, making sure we give back to people, make sure we're truthful and honest. These are things that we need to do in this dunya 
for the Akhirah to establish that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us for our shortcomings and gives us for good deeds. That's why he's saying, do not let the world destroy you, even if it was a man were to live a thousand years. That means, says, that even our strong desire in our nafs, even if we were given a thousand years, man is such that we would do things in this world that could be displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But remember, brothers and sisters, that this dunya is only here for a short period of time. We're only here for a short period of time before we have to pass and be in our graves before we're questioned, before we're in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day of judgment. So we should do good things, inshallah, in our lifetime, dear brothers and sisters, that make us ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, that we can seek reward and seek goodness before we pass on Ya. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us for all of our shortcomings. So going back to the story before Abu Ubaidah passed on. So after he made these remarks to his, his, uh, his army, he looked at Muada ibn Jabal and said, O Muada, perform this prayer with the people. At and at this point, this is when his soul departed his body. SubhanAllah. I feel like we as Muslims can learn so much from Abu Ubaidah's lifetime. From what he was as a leader to his conversion to Islam. But not only that, of always being an advisor to people around him. You look at people he was an advisor around Omar bin Khattab, Abu Bakr, being around Prophet Muhammad wasallam, always being not only one of the first companions to accept Islam, but one that strived to defend Islam, brothers and sisters, always to defend Islam in a good way, in a positive way. Um, SubhanAllah, when I was reading about Abu Ubaidah, I was so astounded to imagine not only his looks, but his but his heart, goodness in his heart and how hard, how he worked towards his life, towards with him and his family and people around him. So, Yala, please, I pray that we're able to meet Abu Ubaidah and really seek knowledge from him, even on that day, and, and that we, <clears throat> you know, see him on the, uh, in Jannah, inshallah, in Jannah Firdos. So thank you, brothers and sisters. I know that, Normally, my episodes will be a lot longer. I'm, I'm hoping to kind of dive more deep into um, the companions. But I thought I wanted to make my first day, kind of give my thoughts on Abu Ubaidah and Abu Ubaidah Raidah Wanha and talk up to you, um, my, my brothers and sisters on this podcast. Um, like I said, please feel, reach, feel free to reach out to me if there's a certain companion you want to listen to or one that you think that I should be able to broadcast and talk about on this podcast. If you have any questions, like I said, I'll have my email in the show notes. Please feel free to reach out to me. And uh, inshallah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, I'll put a calendar up during the next couple of weeks to talk about the next companions that will be on the next couple of episodes. So with that being said, um, this is Asavar Sajid. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.